Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making, and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Well, hey there, friend. I don't know about where you are, but here in Texas, summer is quickly coming to an end. My daughter starts her senior year of high school in a couple of weeks, and my son starts his second year at university not too long after. So if you haven't knocked out your to-be-read list, now is the time. And just in case you're looking for a few great books to add to your stack, I thought I'd highlight some of the ones that I've added to my own list this summer. Now, some of these I have managed to move to my finish pile, but I have a feeling that my to-be-read list will never ever be empty. So these are all books that either came out in June or July or will be coming out in August. So they truly are all summer of 2021 reads. So I'll let you know which are which as I go. But before we get started, I just wanted to give you guys a quick reminder. Now, if you've been with me for a while, you know that I am a huge, huge, huge fan of reading what your teens are reading. It really is kind of my thing. But if you haven't heard me talking about it, I want you to know that reading with your teens tells them so much about you. Things like you're paying attention to who they are and you find values in the things that they like. You're interested in knowing more about them. You can relate to what's going on in the book and therefore you can relate to them. You respect their opinions and you're willing to spend time on the things that they like. So that is super powerful. That's super powerful messaging to send to your teens. And I also want you to know, having said all that, that your teens will probably not want to read with you. And that means that you're going to have to get really strategic because for some of our teens, telling them you must or you have to read a book translates to, I will never, ever read this book. Instead of the direct approach, there are several things that you can try. And I personally have used these because my kids, even if I just say, oh, this was a really great book, sometimes that means that it is off the table completely for them as well. So here's what you can try. You can figure out what they're reading and quietly pick it up for yourself. And notice I said figure out, not ask directly. And for example, you can get their school reading lists and read the books when they do. Now, you can also stay up to date with the current young adult fiction that's out there and read what you think might appeal to your teen. The In the Middle of a Podcast is a great resource, for instance. Like today's episode, I'm highlighting several books and you might see one that you think, oh man, my teen would really love that. Okay, and you can pick it up and read it. Or you can take a shortcut. And what I mean by that is you can use a service like my own Meaningful Mentor membership. And you can check that out and join the waitlist if you're interested in something like that. Now, for some of you, I am betting that when I said read with your teen, this is the thought that ran through your head. My teen is not a reader. And maybe even you added to that. And I'm not either. So I get that. 
I really, really do. So here's a strategy that you might try instead. You might watch a movie or a series based on a YA book. And there are tons of those on Netflix and Amazon and the other streaming services. So when you watch those things with your children, the movies or the the series, binge watching it or whatever, you can use the same questions with them that you would use if you were reading the book. And I highly recommend downloading my free resource, questions for any book to do that because you can absolutely adapt those to fit the the movies and the TV shows that they've been made into. Now, having said all that up front, what I want to do now is dive into those 12 books that I'm talking about today. And what I've done is I have separated them by the months that they've been released. And then I'm just going to read the uh, Amazon or Goodreads blurb about them so you guys get a general idea of, of what they're about. Now, I personally went through and looked through lists of all the books that were published each of those months. And this is just a teeny tiny sample of them. These are the ones that jumped out at me that I am adding to my own to be read list with a couple of exceptions that I'll talk to you about as I go. So stay stay tuned for that. And I also want to let you know that on the show notes for this episode, I have links to all of these books so you can go and check them out yourself. Okay, so let's get started with June. The first book on my June list is The Box in the Woods by Maureen Johnson. Now, I've actually already read this book. I I was waiting for it to come out. I had it on my wish list on Amazon, where I keep track of books that haven't come out yet by authors that I love. So this book is a continuation of the Truly Devious series that I I believe I've talked about it before here on the podcast. But this fourth novel in the series is actually a standalone. The first three books were her solving one particular case. This book is a standalone where she solves a case from start to finish, and it's super entertaining. And um, she does such a good job with character development because the amateur sleuth, Stevie Bell, who is her protagonist, is really complex and deals with some mental health issues like anxiety and several other things. So it's definitely one to check out. So I'm going to read about it now. Amateur sleuth Stevie Bell needs a good murder. After catching a killer at her high school, she's back at home for a normal, that means boring, summer. But then she gets a message from the owner of Sunny Pines, formerly known as Camp Wonderfalls, the site of the notorious unsolved case, The Box in the Woods Murders. Back in 1978, four camp counselors were killed in the woods outside of the town of Barlow Corners, their bodies left in a gruesome display. The new owner offers Stevie an invitation come to the camp and help him work on a true crime podcast about the case. Stevie agrees as long as she can bring along her friends from Ellingham Academy. Nothing sounds better than a summer spent together investigating old murders, but something evil still lurks in Barlow Corners. When Stevie opens the lid on this long dormant case, she gets much more than she bargains for. Okay, sounds intriguing, right? And it was really, really good. The next book up I have not read, but I was totally drawn to it because of the whole parent trap vibe. So Better Together is by Christine Riccio, and this is what the book is about. Jamie's an aspiring stand-up comic in Los Angeles with a growing case of stage anxiety. Siri's a stunning ballerina from New Jersey, nursing a career-changing injury. They both signed up for the same session at an off-the-grid rediscover-yourself retreat in Colorado. When they run into each other, their worlds turn upside down. 
Jamie and Siri are sisters torn apart at a young age by their parents' volatile divorce. They've grown up living completely separate lives, Jamie with their dad and Siri with their mom. Now reunited after over a decade apart, they hatch a plot to switch places. Right? Doesn't it sound really fun? I can't wait to read that one. Okay, the third book, I have also read this one and I loved it. It was a really cute rom-com type thing along the lines of, I would say like Casey West or Morgan Matson, if you're familiar with those authors. So this book is We Can't Keep Meeting Like This by Rachel Lynn Solomon. And here's what it's about. Quinn Berkowitz and Tarek Mansour's families have been in business together for years. Quinn's parents are wedding planners and Tarek's own a catering company. At the end of last summer, Quinn confessed her crush on him in the form of a rambling email, and then he left for college without a response. Quinn has been dreading seeing him again almost as much as she dreads another summer playing the harp for her parents' weddings. When he shows up at the first wedding of the summer, looking cuter than ever after a year apart, they clash immediately. Tarek's always loved the grand gestures of weddings. The flashier, the better. While Quinn can't seem to see them as anything but fake. Even as they can't seem to have one civil conversation, Quinn's thrown together with Tarek wedding after wedding. From performing a daring cake rescue to filling in for a missing bridesmaid and groomsman. Quinn can't deny her feelings for him are still there, especially after she learns the truth about his silence opens up about her own fears, and begins learning the art of heart making from a mysterious teacher. It really was a super fun read with a lot of twists and turns, and I also really loved the mental health aspects that were explored in We Can't Keep Meeting It Like This. So definitely check it out. Okay, the last book in June that we're talking about is A Sisterhood of Secret Ambitions by Sheena Bokwig. Now, this one I'm super interested in just because of the historical aspects of it, even though it's clearly, you know, not based in reality, but I thought it sounded really intriguing. So behind every powerful man is a trained woman, and behind every trained woman is the society. It started with tea parties and matchmaking, gossips pass messages in recipes, spinsters trained to fight, and women work together to grant safety to abused women and children. The society is more than oaths. It is sisterhood and purpose. In 1926, 17-year-old Elsie is dropped off in a new city with four other teenage girls. All of them have trained together since childhood to become the wife of a powerful man. But when they learn that their next target is earmarked to become president, their mission becomes more than just an assignment. This is the chance at the most powerful position in the society. All they have to do is make one man fall in love with them first. So it's kind of like The Bachelor from history, right? <laughs> it sounds really fun. Okay, so now we're moving to July. These are all books that have come out in the month of July. So the first one, now this is one of those that I mentioned before, I will not be adding to my to be read list, because I don't do horror. And this definitely is a horror book. But I know that lots of kids out there love horror books. My daughter is one of them. She and her dad love to watch horror movies together and she reads scary stuff all the time. So if I was wanting to connect with her in this way, I would definitely read it. However, she knows that I am a big scaredy cat. So Anyway, here is The Taking of Jake Livingston by Ryan Douglas. Jake Livingston is one of the only black kids at St. Clair Prep, one of the others being his infinitely more popular older brother. It's hard enough fitting in, but to make matters worse and definitely more complicated, Jake 
can see the dead. In fact, he sees the dead around him all the time. Most are harmless, stuck in their death loops as they relive their deaths over and over again. They don't often interact with people. But then Jake meets Sawyer, a troubled teen who shot and killed six kids at a local high school last year before taking his own life. Now a powerful, vengeful ghost, he has plans for his afterlife, plans that include Jake. Suddenly, everything Jake knows about ghosts and the rules of to life itself go out the window as Sawyer begins haunting him and bodies turn up in his neighborhood. High school soon becomes a survival game, one that Jake is not sure he's going to win. Right? So it does sound really good as far as a, a horror film. I could absolutely see this one being turned into a Netflix or Amazon streaming series. It sounds super intriguing. Now, the next book on the list from July's publications is one that I think you'll be able to guess why I chose it if you've been with me for a while. So let's see if you can guess. All right. This one is called In the Same Boat by Holly Green. Sadie Schofield is just a few days away from the race of a lifetime. The Texas River Odyssey may be 260 miles and multiple days of arduous canoeing where every turn of the river reveals new dangers like downed trees, alligators, pitch black night. But those dangers pale in comparison to going another year knowing that her father is ashamed of her. Last year, Sadie caused a disastrous wreck that ended her father's 20-year streak of finishes, and he's never looked at her the same. Now she knows that finishing the race with her brother Tanner is her one shot to redeem herself. She's ready for anything, except Tanner ditching her for another team at the last minute. Sadie grits her teeth and accepts that she has to team up with Cully, her former best friend turned worst enemy. It's irritating enough that he grew up to be so attractive, but once they're on the river, it turns out he's ill-prepared for such a dangerous race. But as the miles pass, the pain of the race builds, they uncover the truth about their feuding families, and Sadie's feelings for Cully begin to shift. Could this race change her life more than she ever could have imagined? Okay, so again, if you've been me with me for a while, you probably guess that it's because this one is set in Texas. And I actually don't know if the Texas River Odyssey is a real thing or not. I'm definitely going to look it up. And when I do, I will let you guys know about it through my social media. The next book that I have from July is one that I have not read. It's in my to be read list for sure. But I definitely think it's going to be triggering for me, but I think it's also a very important book to read. In fact, I'm considering it as one of the books that I do a book talk on this fall. And it is the book called After the Ink Dries by Cassie Gustafson. 16-year-old Erica Walker is a webcomic artist who wants to fit in at her affluent new high school. 17-year-old Thomas Van Brackle is an aspiring songwriter and reluctant lacrosse goalie who wants out from under his father's thumb. After their electric first kiss at Saturday's lacrosse match, Erica and Thomas are both elated to see where their new relationship could take them. The next morning, however, following a drunken house party, Erica wakes up half-clothed and discovers words and names drawn in Sharpie in intimate places on her body. Names belonging to Thomas's lacrosse friends, including the boyfriend of Erica's best friend. Devastated, Erica convinces herself Thomas wasn't involved in this horrific so-called prank, until she discovered Thomas's name on her skin, too. Told in alternating viewpoints, Erica seeks to uncover what happened while battling to keep evidence of her humiliation from leaking out 
as Thomas grapples with his actions and who he thought he was. Woven throughout, illustrated graphic novel illustrations depict Erica's alter ego, superhero Erica Strange, whose courage just might help Erica come through to the other side. Okay, I have to tell you guys, just reading that out loud, and I've edited a lot of it out, but I had to stop and breathe because, again, this sounds very triggering, but also very important, especially if this is something that your teens are dealing with or curious about or um, if you are wanting them to get a grasp of how serious um, sexual assault is and consent and all those things. And as I was reading a little bit more about this book, one of the things that they pointed out is it's one of the few novels that have both point of views of the person who has been the victim and then the perpetrator as well, both have voices in this book. So I thought that that was super interesting. So you will probably be hearing more about it in the future. All right, let's transition to the next novel and the last one from July. And that one is called Get You the Moon by Hasnita Singh. Scarlet Bridge is beautiful, intelligent, and ambitious. In her final year of high school, she has five goals she wants to achieve before graduation. And she won't let anything or anyone stand in her way. Not even everyone's favorite golden boy, Levi Hanari. Levi has it all. Good looks, quick wit, and he is a rugby prodigy. And nothing gives him more pleasure than getting on Scarlet's every last nerve. When Scarlett accidentally dials Levi's phone number, a chain of events that neither of them expected is set into motion. Thrown together by a twist of fate, will Levi and Scarlett overcome the challenges of their final year at high school, their mutual dislike of each other, and their own personal demons to successfully graduate? Okay, and now we get to August, and these are books that have not yet been published, but when you link to them from my show notes page at theishgirl.com forward slash EP127, there'll be links and you can see when they're coming out if they're if you are interested in them. Okay, the first one is How We Fall Apart by Katie Zhao. Nancy Luo is shocked when her former best friend, Jamie Ron, top-ranked junior at Sinclair Prep, goes missing and then is found dead. Nancy is even more shocked when word starts to spread that she and her friends, Crystal, Akil, and Alexander, are the prime suspects, thanks to the proctor, someone anonymously incriminating them via the school's social media app. Okay, next up in August is The Wild Ones by Nafiza Azad. Meet the Wild Ones, girls who've been hurt, abandoned, and betrayed all their lives. It all began with Pahili, who was once betrayed by her mother and sold to a man in exchange for a favor. When Pahili escapes, she runs headlong into a boy with stars in his eyes. This boy, as battered as she is, tosses Pahili a box of stars before disappearing. With the stars, Pahili gains access to the between, a place of pure magic and mystery. Now Pahili collects girls like herself and these wild ones, using their magic to travel the world, helping the hopeless and saving others from the fates they suffered. Then Pahili and the wild ones learn that the boy who gave them the stars, Tarana, is in danger. He's on the run from powerful forces within the world of magic. But if Tarana is no longer safe and free, neither are the wild ones. And that is a fate the wild ones refuse to accept ever again. Okay, this one too might be a little bit triggering. Um, clearly, there is some trafficking in it and sexual abuse. So just be forewarned on that one. Just know that um, there are some pretty heavy topics in this book. So, okay. 
So now we're moving on to the next to the last book that I'm going to talk about today that's coming out in August. And this one, the, the title sounded really kind of fun and quirky, but it sounds like the book may have a lot of meat to it. So here goes. Vampires, Hearts, and Other Dead Things by Margie Fuston. Victoria and her dad have shared a love of the undead since the first vampire revealed his existence on live TV. Public fear soon drove the vampires back into hiding, yet Victoria and her father still dream about finding a vampire together. But when her dad is diagnosed with terminal cancer, it's clear that's not going to happen. Instead, Victoria vows to find a vampire herself so that she can become one and then save her father. Armed with research, speculations, and desperation, and helped by her estranged best friend, Henry, Victoria travels to New Orleans in search of a miracle. There, she meets Nicholas, a mysterious young man who might give her what she desires. But first, he needs Victoria to prove she loves life enough to live forever. Okay, and last but not least, I'm going to talk about how Moon Fuentes fell in love with the universe by Raquel Vasquez Gililland. When her twin sister reaches social media stardom, Moon Fuentes accepts her fate as the ugly unwanted sister hidden in the background, destined to be nothing more than her sister's camera woman. But this summer, Moon also takes a job as the merch girl on a tour bus full of beautiful influencers and her fate begins to shift in the best way possible. Most notable is her bunkmate and new nemesis, Santiago Phillips, who is grumpy, combative, and also the hottest guy Moon has ever seen. Moon is certain she hates Santiago and that he hates her right back. But as chance and destiny, and maybe probably close proximity, bring the two of them in each other's perpetual paths, Moon starts to wonder if that's really true. She even starts to question her destiny as the unnoticed, unloved wallflower she always thought she was. Could this summer change Moon's life as she knows it? Okay, friends, so those are the 12 young adult novels that I recommend you check out or, you know, like I said before, leave laying around for your teens to find. Or is that lying around? I meant to look that up before I said this. I never can get those two straight. Anywho, if you fall into one of those other two camps where your team won't read with you at all or read any books at all, be sure to stay tuned into my social media channels where I'm going to be sharing information on some of the YA adaptations out there on different streaming services. And you can find me. Um, you can definitely go to the show notes page. I have links there to all my socials. Um, and that's at theishgirl.com forward slash EP127. Or on Facebook, it's just backslash The Ish Girl and Instagram, I'm at The Ish Girl Reads. Okay, friends, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. As always, it is a privilege to be in your ears. And if you found this episode or others of the In the Middle of It podcast helpful or encouraging and would like to pay it forward, I would love for you to leave a rating and a review for the show on iTunes. If you're like I was and not totally sure how to do that exactly, I have got you covered. I have step-by-step -step instructions that you can find in the episode notes on iTunes or on my website. So until next time, from an ish girl in sweltering Texas, who is so very grateful for her to be red stack, her sonic cup filled with ice and diet Dr. Pepper, and a very strong ceiling fan, I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together. Oh.